worry about anything but in everything by prayer and petition. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Thanks for joining us today. This is the Hour of Intercession. I'm Pastor Joseph Parker. We invite you to look with us to begin with in the book of Psalm, Psalm 92, beginning at verse 1. It is good to give thanks to the Lord, to sing praises to your name, O Most High, to declare your steadfast love in the morning and your faithfulness by night, to the music of the lute and the harp, to the melody of the lyre, For you, O Lord, have made me glad by your work. At the works of your hands I will sing for joy. How great are your works, O Lord! Your thoughts are very deep. The stupid man cannot know, the fool cannot understand this, that though the wicked sprout like grass and all evildoers flourish, they are doomed to destruction forever. But you, O Lord, are on high forever. For behold your enemies, O Lord, for behold your enemies shall perish all evildoers shall be scattered. But you have exalted my horn like that of the wild ox. You have poured over me fresh oil. My eyes have seen the downfall of my enemies. My ears have heard the doom of my evil assailants. The righteous flourish like the palm tree and grow like a cedar in Lebanon. They are planted in the house of the Lord. They flourish in the courts of our God. They They still bear fruit in old age. They are ever full of sap and green to declare that the Lord is upright. He is my rock and there is no unrighteousness in him. All of Psalm 92. Then looking in the Gospel of Luke, Luke chapter 10, beginning at verse 25. And behold, a lawyer stood up to put him to the test, saying, Teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? He said to him, What is written in the law? How do you read it? And he answered, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and your neighbor as yourself. And he said to him, You've answered correctly. Do this and you will live. But he, desiring to justify himself, said to Jesus, And who is my neighbor? Jesus replied, A man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among robbers who stripped him and beat him and departed, leaving him half dead. Now by chance, a priest was going down that road, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. So likewise, a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion. He went to him and bound up his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. Then he set him on his own animal and brought him to an inn and took care of him. And the next day he took out two denarii and gave them to the innkeeper, saying, Take care of him, and whatever more you spend, I will repay you when I come back. Which of these three do you think proved to be a neighbor to the man who fell among the robbers? He said, The one who showed mercy, the one who showed him mercy. And Jesus said to him, You go and do likewise. Verses 25 to 37, Luke chapter 10. Father, thank you once again for the wonderful privilege of being able to walk with you in prayer every single day. Thank you for the privilege and the blessing of being able to walk with you in your word. And thank you, Father, how that you guide and direct us by your word and your spirit every single day. 
And Lord, thank you for the fact that you've saved us, made us brand new, called us out of the world and into a new relationship with you and one another. And you've also called us to be a people of compassion and love, a people who live a lifestyle of ministry, loving people where they are and loving people out of darkness into the light of knowing Jesus Christ. Stir us to recognize, Lord, that you've called every one of us into full-time ministry. And it's our job to walk with you, to listen to you, and simply obey you day by day, step by step. Thank you for the opportunity to do that today and every day. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Thank you again for listening to the Hour of Intercession. Again, I'm Pastor Joseph Parker. Our producer is Isaac Jackson. Thank you for being a part of our listening family. Once again, my email is joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. And as normal, we are encouraging you to email us to get copies of the articles that we share because, of course, our goal is that you'll have it for your own personal walk with the Lord. Also, as a tool to help in the discipleship discipleship of your family, but also tools to share with uh, extended family members, co-workers, fellow church members, saved and unsaved individuals as well. Uh, This article that we're going to share briefly is entitled, The Building Blocks of Discipleship, Being a Pro. Again, The Building Blocks of Discipleship, Being a Pro. Matthew 28, verses 19 and 20 tell us, Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I've commanded you. And lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. One of the great, exciting, and critical works of the church One of these works the church is called to specifically is carrying out the work of the Great Commission. This is the work of making disciples. This important calling is directed to every believer in the world. It's clearly one of the highest priorities of the church in all of life. What is a disciple? A disciple is a learner and a follower of Christ. Actually, there are many other ways to explain and define what a disciple is, but this phrase is very accurate and to the point. Again, he or she is a learner and a follower of Christ. Each one of us is called to be a disciple as a believer, and we're each called to make disciples. Obviously, the first person you disciple after you're born again is yourself. As you journey on the road of life as a follower of Christ, our disciple-making definitely needs to start with, quote-unquote, me. How can you or I help others to Learn to follow Christ if we're not living a life of following him ourselves first. So we need to start with ourselves. Also understand clearly that the work of discipleship involves both evangelism, the sharing of the gospel of Jesus Christ, and then helping believers to grow up and grow strong in their faith as well. Evangelism is where discipleship starts. Acts chapter 16 verse 31 says, And they said, Believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved, you and your household. Again, Acts 6.31. And John 3.16 tells us, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. So what does the work of disciple making consist of? What are the quote-unquote building blocks of discipleship? You could say that the essence of being a disciple can be summed up in three letters, P-R-O. P refers to prayer, your prayer life. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 17 tells us, Pray without ceasing. Building a strong, daily, and consistent prayer life is, is very important for all believers. R refers to reading. That is, reading and meditating on the Word of God every day. Your Word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. 
is what Psalm 119 verse 105 tells us. Every believer is called to be a student of the Word of God. A good habit to start start with is to read at least three chapters in the Word of God every day. It might be the same chapter that you read three times over and meditate on, or it might be three different chapters, but being in the Word daily is important. And parents, we are wise to have each of our children to read three chapters out loud to us every day as well. O refers to obedience. James 1.22 tells us, But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving our yourselves. We are called to learn the word of God in order to obey and live it. Truth is always meant to be applied. One could basically, basically sum up the life of a disciple with these three basic aspects of a believer's life. Every area of our lives as followers of Christ could fall into one of these three areas. Again, P, our prayer life. O, our reading and meditating on of Scripture. O, obedience. Many seek to be committed to adding, many may seek to be committed to adding these building blocks of the faith to our lives as followers of Christ, and we would be wise to do so. There are many things and tasks in our lives that we as believers can busy ourselves doing, yet the reality is that many things that some believers doing are doing are a big waste of time. There are many ways to spend lives that in the economy of life and time amount to basically nothing. But when we read the Word of God and obey it, we step into the eternal purposes of God. God's Word clearly tells us, but seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness and all these things shall be added to you. Again, Matthew 6, The great work of being a disciple of Christ and making disciples produces fruit that is eternal. It's extremely important that we as believers make seeking God ourselves a top priority. Encouraging others in their faith is crucial as well. So daily, let's redeem the time. Let's not waste our time. Remember that wasted time is wasted life. Making the best use of our time because the days are evil, as Ephesians 5, 16 tells us. Let's make it a goal to be very clear about what some of the basic building blocks of discipleship are as we carry out this important calling. Know, too, that without question, there needs to be an urgency about the work of making disciples. Why? Because every day many people are leaving this world through death. And too many have left without knowing Jesus Christ. 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 10 tells us, As each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's buried grace. Let's faithfully be about our Father's business now, today, and every day. Every day is important. Every day counts. Again, the title of that article, The Building Blocks of Discipleship, Being a Pro. Lord, thank you for the opportunity to be a disciple and to make disciples. Anoint us afresh with the spirit of grace and passion that would stir us to be passionate about doing this work every day, knowing that every day is important. Every contact we come come across every single day makes a difference. Help us to be faithful to carry out the work you've called us to day by day. We thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Thank you again for listening to the Hour of Intercession. Our in-studio guest today is we're honored to have with us Pastor Jonathan Moore. He's the pastor of First Presbyterian Church and Christian Life Church, two congregations in the Grenada, Mississippi community. Pastor Jonathan, good to have you with us today. It's great to be here. Honored to have you here. And I'm going to ask if you'll take a moment to further introduce yourself and you're a pastor, but also a very gifted musician as well. And you're going to be sharing with us in song as well. But if you'll take a moment to further introduce yourself, please do at this time. Well, uh, 
as soon as I start speaking, I'll sound like a, uh, an alien, which I, in fact, am. Um, I originally come from the UK, and uh, I've been in uh, Grenada about 32 years. I've been in the United States uh, 42 years, off mm -hmm. and on. Um, I come from a very loving family back home in the UK. I have a twin brother, an older brother, and a younger brother. And uh, but uh, over here, I'm, uh, I, I'm I met my wife uh, in Colorado. We were, I was serving a church in Colorado, uh, in in the Boulder, Denver area, mm -hmm. and we got married. And uh, we moved to Mississippi on April Fool's Day, 1991. <laughs> I don't know whether that was significant or not, uh, with a 10-month-old. Uh, and then since that, we have uh, increased our family by uh, four. Um, mm -hmm. And um, most of them are, are out of the home and, and uh, through... I've got one still in college and, and one a senior in high school, so... All right, then. And again, I, I did get the titles correct. You're the pastor of First Presbyterian Church as well as... Christian Life Church as well. Yeah, Christian Life Church is basically the the the, the church that I'm I'm a, a pastor of. Have been since 1993. Mm -hmm. um, First Presbyterian, I share the the pulpit role with a uh, wonderful uh, sister in Christ, um, Sister Bobby Vance, um, and uh, we we sort of share that. Uh, that role, mm -hmm. but it's 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 a it's a wonderful partnership and a wonderful um, example of um, interdenominational uh, cooperation. Okay, okay. Well, we're coming up on a break. on On the other side, I'm going to ask that you'll pray for listeners and pray that they will be able to listen clearly to the Holy Spirit in the things that the Lord would share with their hearts today. But we'll do that on the other side of the break. You're listening to the Hour of Intercession. Our in-studio guest is Pastor Jonathan Moore, pastor of First Presbyterian Church and Christian Life Church in Grenada, Mississippi. We'll be right back. Elevation Worship with Grateful. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. Again, we're grateful to have as our in-studio guest, Pastor Jonathan Moore, the pastor of First Presbyterian Church and Christian Life Church in Grenada, Mississippi. Pastor Jonathan, as we begin this segment, would you take time to pray for listeners to be able to hear what the Holy Spirit wants to share with them through the broadcast today? Yes, certainly. 
Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for the the medium of radio and the the hearts and homes that it reaches into. We pray for the power of the Holy Spirit to communicate uh, precisely and clearly the heart of God into our hearts, that we might have just a willingness to hear what the Spirit is saying and respond to that. We thank you, Lord, for the ability of the Holy Spirit to motivate us away from a a static position to a position where we're moving and growing and learning and and uh, becoming what you want us to be. So, Lord, have your way. Do what you do best is, and, and move in us so that you can move through us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, Pastor Jonathan. And if someone happens to want to come visit First Presbyterian Church or Christian Life Church, tell them how they can do that. Well, um, Christian Life Church, uh, first, is kind of like a house church. So it meets at our house, okay. which is uh, um, at the corner of Snyder and Mound Street in Grenada. And uh, uh, we, we kind of meet in our front room. We do have a church building, but we've, we've, uh, we're letting another church use that at mm-hmm. the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, first Presbyterian is on uh, uh, South Street in Grenada. It's pretty close to downtown. It's very hard to miss. There's a beautiful Methodist church on one corner and a beautiful Presbyterian church on one of the other corners. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is, in fact, the oldest church in Grenada. Mm-hmm. It was the first church ever um, planted there. And uh, uh, so that that's... Uh, I'm ministering there on the first and third Sundays. Mm-hmm. The service time is 11 o'clock. At our house, it, the service time is 10-ish because we're relaxed. Mm-hmm. Uh, coffee and donuts and uh, whatever. So our, our, our services go, you know, a couple of hours and, and uh, the Presbyterians, they try to keep me to an hour, but it's impossible. <laughs> so, All right. Well, again, you're a pastor as well as a musician or a psalmist, I guess I could say. Uh, and you're going to share a song with us at this time. I am. Okay. I am. And I'm going to try to do what... Not to do is is introduce a song, and the introduction is longer than the song itself. But walk with me down city streets, lost behind facades and faces. Few victories, but more defeats have left a stain on many places. Prayers and steps, steps and prayers, progress slow in many ways. I know life ain't no crystal stair, but shouldn't there be more to praise? No time to divide and conquer An opportunity to grow much stronger A time for us to come together See according to flesh no longer But prayers and steps, steps and prayers Progress slow in many ways I know life ain't no crystal stair But shouldn't there be more to praise? 
change begins with me The passion to persevere Begins and ends with me Of this one thing I'm clear I'm not waiting for you To get on board This train is travelling for my Lord Come on and take a trip with me Beyond the rugged steel doors of the jail It's a different kind of poverty A world where ghetto attitudes prevail Prayers and steps, steps and prayers Progress slow in many ways I know life ain't no crystal stare But troubles they don't last always But change begins with me With the passion to persevere It begins and ends with me Of this one thing I'm clear I'm not waiting for you To get on board Cause this train is traveling for the Lord And maybe change begins with you With a passion to persevere It can begin and end with you Of this one thing I'm clear Don't wait for me To get on board If your train is traveling for your Lord Amen. Beautiful, beautiful. What is the name of that song? Oh, it's called Prayers and Steps, Steps and Prayers. Prayers and Steps, Steps and Prayers. All right. And, of course, you composed the song. Right. Right. Okay, then. Um, now, if someone listening is thinking, I'd like to get a copy of that song. Is that possible? <laughs> it is It is kind of published. I have a what's called a Bandcamp.com page. Bandcamp is a sort of a, a music a repository kind of um website. And so if you go to jonathanpatrickmore.bandcamp.com, you can find, I think I've got like 13 different projects mm. um, there. And, and you can stream it, you can just play it, or if you want to download it, you can download it. I think some of it's available for free and some of it's available very cheap. So okay, um, that's where you go. Well, I, I, I think it's neat to have the combination of a, a pastor who's a a minstrel, a psalmist, whatever the best word is there, so as well, too. And Now, you do quite a bit of uh, jail and prison ministry as well. And Now, do you take your guitar into, into the jail ministry sometimes? Oh, well? yes. You do? Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah, that's, okay. Uh, um, so I, I'm the chaplain at, at our local county jail, have been since um, April last year. Okay. And I was due to retire from a teaching job, a full-time teaching job, Mm-hmm. that I'd done for about uh, 20 years. And um, so they asked me, I was doing 
edu- educational programming and ministry at the jail. Mm-hmm. Uh, just just sort of a volunteer basis. Mm-hmm. And uh, the uh, the administrators asked me one day, I said, would you consider being the chaplain? And I said, of course, I'd love mm-hmm. to. And um, uh, so that became a, a sort of a transition point for me mm-hmm. where um, I, I, I get to be responsible for, you know, the overall um, ministry environment there. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, and and so that that's been a that's been a really interesting transition. So retirement for me meant actually getting busier. So. Right, right. Well, you know, in the kingdom of God, retire means basically you get a new set of tires for the work that you continue, or, or new, it may be a new calling, or an, an additional calling, or expanded calling. There you but, go. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yeah, yeah. Well, tell us more about your prison ministry. Like, what what does that involve? What all does it involve? What's your uh, what well, does your ministry consist of? Well, I'm, I'm responsible for um, uh, basically organizing the schedule of ministry that goes on. So I'm not responsible for doing all the ministry, but I'm responsible for um, recruiting uh, ministers and, and different uh, entities to come in and minister. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I kind of take a, a sort of a hands-on approach with that because I want um, to make sure that... that there's a kind of consistency about what we do. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's good. I've got some great um, ministry volunteers and, and different churches and groups that come in and uh, minister to different uh, groupings within the jail. We separate, um, of course, we have men and women, but uh, more men than women. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we have our separate teams that come in and minister to the women and mm-hmm. different teams that come in to the men. And the men are arranged in different units, and we don't mix the units. So we have to, I think we have like uh, seven different units, if they were all full. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so you have to, you have, to um, have different services for each of them during the week because you want to make sure that, and, and I try to make sure that every unit has at least the opportunity for one church service a week. Sometimes uh, we can do more, but. Okay. What, how would you encourage listeners to pray for the jail ministry, both that you're involved with, but for jail and or prison ministry as a whole? Um, because the reality is, of course, we live in a society where there are lots of people that are incarcerated for one reason or another. How would you encourage people to pray for that kind of ministry? Well, one of the things I think people need to pray for and, and, and also pray about is an attitude where we have um, uh, it's sort of a judgmental attitude that we have to those who are incarcerated. Well, they've obviously done something wrong and they deserve to be where they are. And, and for some of them, it, it may be so bad that we... We think that that's what, uh, you know, lock them up, threw away the key, and that's that's the end of it. In fact, you get a lot of people come to me and say, well, why do you do jail ministry? I mean, isn't it, you know, isn't it pointless, you mm. know? And, and, and so for some of the, the, the time, our prayer needs to be on, Lord, help me understand how to minister to people whose um, behaviors and attitudes and actions are things that that disappoint, aggravate, even disgust me. Mm-hmm. But yet, as Christians, we have a calling to go literally into the margins to mm-hmm. minister. 
And of course, we, we, we don't mind people doing it. We just don't want to necessarily do it ourselves. But at the same time, uh, there is an, it's an amazing mission field and a, and a, great, a, a place of great uh, opportunity. Mm-hmm. And so to pray that people wouldn't necessarily think that they, uh, because they have an attitude towards it, that that's not something that God is interested in doing. He's interested in reclaiming mm-hmm. and redeeming people that most of us would think are long gone, sort of uh, past mm-hmm. the point of no return. Well, and you know, I think of this too, uh, Pastor Jonathan, that it's it's such a critical thing for the, us, the church, to recognize that is that Christ deeply loves every human being in the world. Period. No matter where they are and what they've done, and the reality is too, uh, people behind bars are basically just like people on the other side of bars as well. They've made some mistakes, but the the fact is, we do live in a world where there are many people out who ought to be in, incarcerated who are not, mm-hmm. and there are many people who get away with things that. Shouldn't Absolutely. have gotten away with. But the fact is, all human beings, uh, we all basically, outside of Christ, we all make mm-hmm. mistakes and have made them. Yet every person behind bars and otherwise desperately needs Jesus. Mm-hmm. And we just need to be mindful that God loves them with a tremendous love and we're to imitate Christ in, that, in the way we love with compassion as well. Absolutely. Well, uh, would you uh, pray for prison ministry, pray for your ministry, but also pray for God to raise up more ministries to go in jail and prisons because the need, of course, is great. And the reality is many times people, once they're incarcerated, they're very op- much more open to the gospel than they would have been otherwise because they've had a re- something has caused them to stop and not be able to run like they once could. So would Mm -hmm. you pray for prison ministry and jail ministry as a whole? Yes. Father, we we thank you for the opportunity that many of us have to step behind the walls and minister to the men and women who are currently incarcerated. And Lord, in in our state of Mississippi, uh, we have the highest rate of incarceration per head of population, not just in the United States, but in the entire world. And so, Lord, that's a, a stain on, on our communities, but it's also a challenge. And thank you, Lord, for raising up individuals who have a heart for jail ministry, who have a passion to see the lost re- reached at any cost and are willing to step into difficult situations and, and confront difficult uh, and volatile characters in order to bring Uh, the love of Jesus, the mercy and grace of Jesus. And so, God, we thank you for empowering jail ministry throughout the state of Mississippi to bring release to the captives, freedom to those who are bound. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Our guest is Pastor Jonathan Moore. We'll be right back.
Andrew Peterson with Is He Worthy? Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. Our in-studio guest today is Pastor Jonathan Moore. He's the pastor of Christian Life Church and First Presbyterian Church in the Grenada, Mississippi community. Um, Pastor Jonathan, uh, would you, as we begin this uh, final segment, I'm going to ask first, would you pray for the church to grow in their understanding of the fact that we're called to live a life full of compassion and therefore a life full of ministry as well. Mm. Yes, Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you that you've, you've called the church into being and you have motivated many to, to, to rise to the challenge of ministry, of just being servants. And Lord, we pray for a rekindling of the heart of Jesus, the compassionate heart of Jesus for the lonely, the lost, the least, the broken, the marginalized, the forsaken. And pray, Father, for that spirit to be released within the church that helps them not to look so much inward but outward, not so much within the walls but outside of the walls, to see the possibility and the opportunity, the kairos moments that need to happen in order that we can see the transformation of communities and the redemption of communities to be glor- uh, people that, who glorify the Lord. And we thank you for that. And we ask you to, to, for that move of the Spirit upon your church. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 And Father, to thank you for the, the church. Thank you for the privilege being able to be a part of the church, your body, uh, the family of God in the world. Lord, anoint us afresh with the spirit of mercy and compassion and loving kindness. Help us to recognize, Lord, that again, every one of us is called to full-time ministry and that we live in a world so full of people who've been beat up by life and left on the side of the road for dead. 
Help us to recognize, Lord, that there's much work to be done every single day of our lives and that our lives should be characterized by being givers, people that are available for your spirit to reach out and bless people everywhere we go in many different ways. Help us to live a lifestyle of listening to your Holy Spirit and being wide open to fully obeying all that you call us to do, to share the gospel, to reach out and touch people with your love, your mercy, and your compassion every day. Thank you for that opportunity. And help us more and more to walk in the joy of living a life full of ministry, no matter who we are. In Jesus' name we do pray. Mm. Amen. Amen. Again, our in-studio guest is Pastor Jonathan Moore, and Pastor Jonathan is going to share another selection with us at this time. Every heartbeat, faint or forceful, signals God's intended goal, a destined, purposeful intention, be fulfilled in every soul. From womb to tomb, each life is precious, worthily preserved from harm. Aided by our prayer and action And God's own powerful strong arm Every heartbeat once detected Should be valued more than gold A treasure nurtured and protected not be cheaply bought or sold from womb to tomb each life is precious it's worth defending worth fighting for prompted into prayer and action let's join our father's righteous cause we walk for life and speak for life Let's live our lives obediently Whoever has the sun has life And who the sun sets free is free indeed And every heartbeat, faint or forceful Signals God's intended goal a destined, purposeful intention Be fulfilled in every soul From womb to tomb Each life is precious Worthily preserved from harm And aided by our prayer and action And God's own powerful, strong arm Aided by our prayer and action And God's own powerful strong arm Amen. Amen. Another beautiful selection. And tell me the title again of that. Every Heartbeat. Every Heartbeat. All right. And um, you're a, a very gifted songwriter as well as musician, too, so we appreciate you coming and sharing there, too. Uh, you know, my wife, Birdie, and I had the privilege of meeting in person you and your wife and in connection with an event that Pro-Life Mississippi had in the Grenada community. And again, 
uh, we're grateful to um, meet another pastoral team that's very much involved with the pro-life cause. You know, the reality is that, you know, we live in a day and time historic in so many ways. Thank the Lord for the fact that last year Roe v. Wade was overturned, and that was a great thing. And it was a great uh, event, and of course, the reality is Roe v. Wade should have never happened because it legalized the murder of children in the womb, but thank God that it was overturned. Yet at the same time, the battle continues to rage for life, and the sad reality is because of chemical abortion, women can still get abortions in all 50 states. So anything, Pastor Moore, that comes to mind that you'd like to share with listeners about why it's so important? for the church to really be compassionate about the life issue and be involved with the work of standing for life and against abortion. Well, I think it's it's uh, for me it's it, it's a it's a straight up biblical um sort of paradigm that 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 the church shouldn't be confused about. Exactly. Uh, if we, if we look in um you know Psalm 139 I shared from that this morning at the uh, at the devotional Mm-hmm. When God knits people together in the womb, he's mm-hmm. the one who does it. Mm-hmm. And God never does anything without purpose, without right. intent. And so abortion is is a is a um is an action that circumvents the intention of God mm-hmm. uh, for whatever reason. And I think the thing is it's not just the abortion issue. Pro-life is an issue that goes, as the song says, from the womb to the tomb. That's right. And, and many of the options that the church uh, should grasp, mm-hmm. um, uh, for instance, fostering and adoption. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, my youngest child is adopted, mm-hmm. and uh, he, he, was, he spent his womb days mm-hmm. um, incarcerated, Mm-hmm. He was in the womb for nine months in jail, mm-hmm. and his mother cried every single day of that uh, time. And so, you know, uh, part of the pro-life thing for for Christians should be not just the political stance, mm-hmm. but also the willing to take the responsibility for if we are going to stand for life, we've got to also as it were, put our money where our mouth is and, right. and see it all the way through. And it's not just, it's not just uh, adoption and fostering. It's the care of the elderly. It's, the, it's uh, um, how we treat people with, with special needs and, and everything where life is celebrated but life is sustained and life is supported. Mm-hmm. And so um, it starts with the fundamental truth that God is the author of life, and if right. life has been conceived, life has purpose from that moment. And we have to uh, find ways to sustain it, express it, celebrate it, and and um, that's part of our... It's, it's not an adjunct thing for Christians. It shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. It should be the very fundamental um, modus operandi that we... we uh, we live by. You know, you made so many very important points. You know, the reality is Ephesians chapter 5 verse 1 tells us, be imitators of God as dearly loved children and live a life of love. Love gives Mm. and love gives sacrificially as well. And the reality is the Bible lets us know God is not just a God of love. God is love. 
and when we're walking with God, we're going to be a people of love who reach out to a hurting world and minister to them. So that's that's a powerful point that the pro-life movement is one small part of a, the calling of the church to love mm-hmm. people Amen. and to love them well. So our time is just about completely gone. Thank you so much, Pastor Jonathan, for being with us. And uh, if someone would like to get in touch with you or connect with you, is there a way they can do that? Well, uh, I'm on Facebook along with, um, you know, half the planet, uh, at least older people. Um, and, and I'm on uh, other social media. But uh, um, I'm, I'm very disorganized as far as things like cards and, and, and organizational things. But you can reach me. Mm, all right. Yeah. Well, thank you so much again, Pastor Jonathan Moore, the pastor of Christian Life Church and uh First Presbyterian Church in the Grenada, Mississippi community. Well, as we normally do before we end the broadcast, if you are listening today and you have never made the eternally important decision of inviting Jesus Christ to come into your life, to be the Lord and Savior of your life, today is a great day, a wonderful day to make that step and give your life and heart to Christ. If you'd like to make that step, would you right now from your heart pray this prayer with me? Just pray, repeat it with me. Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me so very much that you came into this world a long time ago. You lived. You died on the cross to pay for all my sins. Three days later, you rose up from the dead so that I could be saved. Lord, I confess I've sinned and done wrong in many, many ways. Lord, I repent from all the wrong I've done. Forgive me, Lord, for all the wrong things I've done. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be the Lord and Savior of my life. In your word, you told us, whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Lord, right now, I'm calling on your name. Lord, save me. Fill me with your spirit. Help me to live my whole life following you. Help me to pray daily. Help me to seek you in your word daily. Help me to follow you every day. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, if you prayed that prayer, we're very much wanting to connect with you once again. My email is joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. We'd like to share with you some literature and resources that will help you to begin to grow up and grow strong and vibrant in your new walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. Please, please do get in touch with us again, joseph at afr.net. Well, Pastor Jonathan, once again, thanks so much for being with us today. And uh, one more time, if someone would like to maybe just be in touch with you, learn more about you, your work, your ministry, prison ministry, or the churches. How can they uh, get in touch with you? Best way is probably through Facebook, Jonathan Moore. And uh, I've also got a musician page there called Jonathan Patrick Moore, which is um, you can access some of uh, the stuff that I do. All right. As well. Thanks so much for being with us. Thanks for listening. Join us again next time for the Hour of Intercession. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast do not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.